So this is Dan Benjamin Live for, hmm, looks like it's December 8th, it's Tuesday, and it's still 2020. Can you believe it is still 2020? I can't believe it. It's hard to believe. It will never end. Actually, it's about to end. How are you? How are you doing today? I would love to hear from you. Oh, I have to hit a little button to make a tweet. Now, um, who was it? I want to give credit where credit is is due here. Um, a guy named Three Things at Three Things Live was uh, tweeting to me because you know I've been having this trouble with YouTube, and the trouble with YouTube comes in the form of I'll do this show, I'll do the show live as you're watching right now, and it streams out to Periscope, it streams out to YouTube, and I even send it to Twitch because why not? I think there's you know maybe 90 per, no i would say 50% of my viewers all two of you are are on twitch so i want to put it everywhere everywhere that i can the weird thing is instantaneously this is available to watch on periscope and on twitch but not on youtube now if you have the url you can watch the live replay immediately if you have the url but if you were just to visit my youtube page or you had notifications turned on to see when the video is actually published it does not publish right away usually it's like 24 hours later so you basically won't be able to discover this show unless you follow me or pay attention to my tweets and other things you won't discover this show until tomorrow and that's not how it's supposed to work on YouTube it shouldn't take 24 hours so one of the suggestions uh, that three things that, that's just his name. He doesn't have a real name. And this, maybe his name is Mr. Things. So, so Mr. Things says, so I had the same troubles as you with YouTube not processing my live stream. Turns out I hadn't checked, quote, not made for kids and applied that to all videos. I did it. And now the videos go up within a minute. That's how it should be, Mr. Things. Uh, so what is it that I'm doing wrong? I went into the live stream settings and I've set all these settings the way they're supposed to be. They are set. It is not for kids. Uh, it's always had that option checked, in fact. Um, and I verified that a long time ago. Every single one of these has come out with that. I mean, kids can watch this because I've only cursed once on the show. Uh, but it's say it's not meant for kids. It's fine. It's not age restricted. I don't have it age restricted to 18 and up. Why would I do that? I'm not a dummy, but it's not meant for kids. So those options are all set. So if anyone else knows, if anyone else has an in at YouTube or knows anyone at YouTube or is YouTube, if YouTube is watching, maybe you can answer, but Mr. Things, if you could provide me with any more details or tips or help. I'd be greatly appreciative. And what I'm doing is I'm making some of those mugs that I promised. And anyone who, who writes into the show or contributes to the show or does something to the show, I'm going to be sending you uh, a, a mug. What do you think about that? So, Mr. Things, if you can solve this problem, I will, I will send you a mug. Um, people in the comments are, are complimenting my sweater. This is an old sweater that just happened to be clean and hanging in my closet. But I'm so glad that you enjoy the sweater. You know, um, maybe I should make the lights behind me more green to match the sweater. I'll, I'll do that. Let's see how that goes. There. How's that? See, now, now, this, now this sweater almost looks black. Now it almost looks gray if I do that. I don't know if I, if I want that. I'm going to go back. going to go back to normal. All right. There. That was that was a little weird. That was a little too weird. 
All right, so let's do some news because I've got to record with Merlin in 25 minutes. So we're a little time constrained. But thanks to those in the comments for your compliments on my sweater. Maybe I'll try more colors instead of just black, gray, and occasionally when I get crazy, blue. All right, uh, let's now. I, I did tell you that I set up some different shots for you, some different screen uh, images for you. So here's the two up with the browser and a little window on the side. What do you make of that? What do you think about that one? Do you like that? It's harder to see the browser, but you see, this is what I would use if uh, when I have the guests. And I do plan to have guests, especially I want the woman who testified about the Wisconsin thing, and I want the girl who ate the uh, the peppers and went on an ego trip. So that's, that's who I'm hoping to get for this show. Maybe you guys can help me out. So there's the regular browser view, but then check that out. See, you got me because you've always got to be able to see me. That's the main thing. So many people have sent me uh, this article which is in the New York Post. Now, my understanding is that the New York Post is probably the number one most trusted news source in the country. I'm not sure. I've been hearing this from people. So we probably, you know, can trust that this is the number one news source in, in the country. Uh, it might not be, but so many people sent me this article that I had to do it. Uh, I'll give credit to Brianne for sending it uh, because uh, she sent it maybe first. But aliens are in hiding until mankind is ready. This is the Israeli space head. Uh, I don't think that's his actual title, space head. I wouldn't be, my, you know what? I am, I am going to be the space head of the United States of America for right now. Space head. Space aliens. Now, this is another great term, space aliens. I like that they have to differentiate between space aliens and just aliens because are we going to think of like, illegal aliens or something we're not supposed to use the word aliens to refer to people so when you say space aliens it just makes it more funny it's it's it it's so much more funny if it's space aliens space aliens have reached an agreement with the u.s government to stay mum on the experiments they conduct on earth as well as their secret base on mars see i was telling you yesterday we were talking about uh, i'm broadcasting from mars that's going to be the thing I'm going to be the space head, and I'm going to be broadcasting to you from Mars. That's how we're going to do this. Until mankind is ready to accept them, the former head of Israel's space program claimed in a new interview, the aliens have asked not to announce that they're here because humanity is not yet ready. This is Haim Eshed. He told the Israeli newspaper Yedoif <laughs> Aharonoth. Aharonoth. I used to know how to speak Hebrew, too. <laughs> Eshed is 87, um, but basically he says Trump was on the verge of revealing aliens' existence, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, wait, let people calm down first. He helmed Israel's space security program from 1981 to 2010. He says, quote, they don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. Now, I totally believe this. I still don't think we're ready for the ultimate uh, disclosure, for true alien disclosure. People like me, bring it. Bring it on. My worldview does not change in any way when I've learned that aliens are real and are here and are visiting us. My worldview gets better, but I think there's a lot of people who this would really mess with. Uh, so he says, they have been waiting for humanity to evolve and reach a stage where we will generally understand what space and spaceships are. 
There's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. Hang on a second. I'm reading a book about this. Hang on. Okay, this book right here is uh, called Alien Agendas. It's by the, uh, the world-famous Richard Dolan, and it says a speculative analysis of those visiting Earth. Uh, so this is him basically saying he's like a UFO researcher and he's been talking about UFOs for decades and he's always been very hesitant to speculate too much. He wants proof. He wants reality because I feel like I wouldn't go so far as to say that he's skept a skeptic, but he's very much a realist. He wants proof. He wants to use the scientific method. He wants reliable reports. And um, and he's not in that family of people who are ready to to just, yeah, of course, they're here. They're here. They're red. They're they're waiting. Uh, I recommend this book. I'm going to definitely try to hit Richard Nolan Dolan or, or Nolan, you know, the movie director Nolan or the author Dolan. Uh, but I'm definitely going to hit him up to see if he'll be willing to come on the UFO show that I'm going to be doing uh, really soon. It's called Out There. That's the name of it, by the way. Um, anyway, so listen, listen to this. There's more. Uh, it says, one of the hubs of cooperation is a base on Mars, where, by the way, Ashed claims American astronauts have already set foot. Quote, there's an underground base in the depths of Mars where their representatives are and also are American astronauts. He acknowledged that it all sounds like science fiction, but claimed that some of his peers are coming around. Quote, if I had come up with what I'm saying today five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Wherever I've gone with this in academia, they've said, the man has lost his mind. Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. Uh, a little bit of a note here at the end of this article. Uh, former President Barack Obama recently refused an interview with the late show funny man Stephen Colbert to confirm or deny the existence of extraterrestrial life based on top secret U.S. records, a move Colbert jokingly took as confirmation. So we're all on the same page with this. Let's just get on board with this, okay? They're here, and, uh, and, and they're on Mars. They're hanging out in the base in Mars, inside of Mars. Let me just ask you a question. If we're going to be going to Mars in a few years to set up a little base on Mars, if alien technology was just 500 years ahead of us, not thousands or millions of years, this is say 500 years, right? If they were 500 years ahead of us, don't you think that they could maybe have a base on Mars if they were able to get here? It's not a stretch, right, to assume that. There's a lot of assumptions you're making to get to the point that first there have to be aliens, and they have to be able to get here, then they, etc. But, of course, there's an alien base on if, if aliens are hanging out around Earth, of course they're hanging out in, inside of Mars. Who wouldn't? It's a, cool, it's a cool place to be. Everyone likes Mars. Oh, okay, so I've reached my uh, article, my free article limit for this, <laughs> for this next article, so I can't talk to you about it. I can't talk to you about it. Bloomberg, I'm not a subscriber on this computer, at least to, uh, to Bloomberg. So I can't do that article. But the article was talking about how people like Cardi B, I'm going to show this uh, just to, you know, uh, keep this up on the screen. Uh, Cardi B and other celebrities are going on OnlyFans. And they're saying that OnlyFans could become a billion-dollar media company. And it's true. OnlyFans is going to be the future. I, don't, I mean, if anything has a chance to put something like YouTube uh, in second place or even tie with YouTube, it's going to be OnlyFans. OnlyFans right now 
is really I, I, my understanding is that there's a lot of uh, like nudity on it and that a lot of people will go. So you might have like an, an Instagram person. They're posting a lot of their clothed or mostly clothed photos to Instagram. And then their bio link is what takes you over to uh, OnlyFans. And that's where you get to see all the good stuff, apparently. But there are also people like Cardi B who is using OnlyFans as a, a revenue stream, not for the, the, the sexy content, but just for more private content. In other words, they're talking to, they're sharing parts of their life, they're doing things, and they're using their fame to bring people over to OnlyFans. Uh, so this could be, could be a big thing, something to watch anyway, I think. Next article here, this is very cool. You know, there have been a lot of black uh, MacBooks in the past. There was the 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 original Darth Vader black MacBook, but it, I owned one of those. And if you ever owned one, if you touched this thing, uh, it would immediately smudge and get your fingerprints all over it and, and look horrible. And one of the nice things about like regular MacBooks is that they generally don't show fingerprints. I'm holding one up for those listening and not watching. This is my 16-inch MacBook Pro. This is where the magic happens right here. Uh, but they don't really show the smudges that much, right? They're, uh, they're pretty, they're pretty smudge-free. And so why wouldn't Apple make a dark, what they're calling matte black, light-absorbing laptop? So listen, listen to this article. Uh, it says that um, a new patent, and we know how patents go. It doesn't mean Apple's going to do it or that the company's filing the patent is going to do anything with it, but they might. Uh, it says that uh, a new patent published by the United States Patent and Trademark Office suggests Apple is bringing a revolutionary matte black finish to future MacBooks. According to the documents, the tech giant has outlined plans for an anodized part having a matte black appearance that includes light-absorbing features and pores containing color particles to maximize the matte black effect and they say basically this means it's going to be very black they say that genuine black is very difficult to achieve if you've heard about the um this black 2.0 paint that's like a copyrighted trademarked paint color that's black basically it's like that but what they're saying is that apple will be using this to absorb generally all visible light to give you a truer black finish without glossiness so no gloss, just matte black. It'll be like you look at it and it'll look like there's like a hole into infinity, like a opening up a, a, black, a, a, a bag of holding or a portable hole and just looking into that. And does the abyss look back at you when you do it? Okay, hold on. I'm missing the comments here. Uh, Tyler said, oh, and uh, Ian is catching a live stream. Hi. And um, oh, also I wonder is, uh, well, well, we'll get to that. Um, Tyler says he's totally a member of the Contact School of First Contact. Brianne says, please tell me there's at least one astronaut named John Carter hanging out on Mars. And we got to have John Carter on Mars. Don't watch that movie, though. The comic is better. Um, let's see. Uh, a lot of people just joining. Hi, Marco. Joining for the first time. Um, Sandy says, uh, hi, Sandy. Uh, yes, it's like, Greg, it's like the Vanta Black. It's like the Vanta Black or the Black 2.0 that Apple's going to be doing. It's This is going to be the blackest black that you've ever seen. And... Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the space gray, but man, if they had, if they come out with a, an all black, whew, I would upgrade instantly. Oh, check this out. Um, I was, we have, uh, we have koi fish down in the pond uh, outside of the, the office door here. 
they're not my fish. They're the office complex fish. And I was looking up how they can survive in the winter. Apparently, as long as the water is not frozen solid, a koi fish is just fine. And there's goldfish in there, too. Apparently, they can tolerate these extremely low temperatures. But there's this massive goldfish that was discovered in South, in a South Carolina lake. They're calling it Methuselah. And if you don't know uh, who Methuselah is or what Methuselah, who Methuselah was, he was he Noah's dad or Noah's granddad? I forget. Someone in, can tell me in the comments, but he lived to be like 950 years old. So that's what they're saying this fish is. It's a, <laughs> they found a nine-pound goldfish in the South Carolina lake. They were just out there performing routine quality uh, water quality tests, and, uh, and they discovered that this fish had been in there. And they thought it's probably someone's pet that had been released into the lake and had been growing and growing and living longer and longer and longer. And so now you have, if you're watching this, you can see this giant fish, nine pound goldfish. And uh, he says, you know, they just grow to the size of their environment. He thinks it's very old. And they didn't explain what they're going to be doing with the fish. Um, they, uh, But they say that that it's they're not downstream from a nuclear power plant. It's not radiation making them grow weird or anything. But they said, look, this is a testament to how healthy the lake is. If you can put a release a goldfish in it and it grows to that size, it's a pretty good thing. But they say um, they say that the uh, you know well, we know goldfish can survive in all kinds of water, so that it might not be true. But the fish, uh, they didn't say what they're doing with the fish. They didn't say if they kept it or if they released it. So I want I want some. Uh, I want some updates on this fish somewhere down the road. Um, let me skip that article. Oh, here's, here's a good one. Adobe Lightroom is now optimized for uh, what they're calling Silicon Max, the, um, the M1 Max. So there's a new build of Lightroom out. And basically what this simply means is that Adobe has essentially recompiled Adobe Lightroom so that it, it will run natively without Rosetta, which is kind of like a translator emulator type deal i don't want to get into the ins and outs of that because it's not that interesting but the, it's the technology that the new m1 apps use to let you run uh mac apps that were compiled on a current mac a pre-m1 mac basically on an intel mac so you uh you run the software that was meant to run on an intel mac it translates it into m1 uh, compatible, but it's not as fast as something that was compiled f specifically for M1. Uh, so n Adobe has done this, and they're one of the, this is actually the first uh, Creative Cloud app that's coming out for it. I would love to get one of these new M1 Macs, but I'm waiting for the other tools that I use to get converted over to it and to start to run and i'm in no hurry and it's also there you know they're not free so uh but this is nice to see that adobe is doing this it says adobe says it will continue to optimize that for apple silicon and windows arm in future releases while still supporting intel-based systems lightroom classic photoshop and camera raw raw will be updated as soon as they are ready and that's what I say. Uh, like we're working on the network feature for uh, and, and dynamic ad insertion and other things for Fireside. I've been talking about this for a while. Uh, Fireside.fm, best place to host your podcast. Uh, go check it out. You know, I need to do a new promo code. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll do the promo code. Dan sent me 2020. I hope I haven't used that already. And that'll get you like a huge discount. Uh, hopefully by the time the show goes uh, published on YouTube. Well, I've got 24 hours thanks to YouTube. So uh, go use that. Anyway, 
when we come out with a feature, I don't like to say, oh, it's going to be ready on such and such a day because I'm then I'm, I'm maybe maybe it won't be ready. You know, I can't guarantee you exactly when it will be ready. And then people will be disappointed. They'll be angry. And I don't want to make people angry, but we're working on those things. So anyway, I understand why Adobe's like, it'll be ready when it's ready. That's a valid answer. How, when will it be ready? When it's ready. How soon is that? Whenever it happens. Okay, we get 10, 11 minutes. Cloudflare and Apple were working together to design a new privacy-friendly internet protocol. So basically, I love Cloudflare. We use them uh, at Fireside too. Best place to host your podcast, fireside.fm, dubbed Oblivious DNS over HTTPS, or ODOH for short. And basically what it does is it makes it really difficult for internet providers, in other words, your upstream provider, to... Um, to know what websites you visit. So basically, and, and, and there's a really good explanation of this in the TechCrunch article, but I'll summarize for you. Every time you go to a website, your browser, your computer, goes out to the internet to a, a DNS server, a dynamic name system, and um, it will, um, domain name system, I, where am I today? Better than yesterday, though. Less flubs than yesterday. So I'm, uh, you know, keep track. And uh, basically, this is how your computer knows what server to contact to show you the website. So when you type in, you know, fireside.fm, your computer goes out to the Internet, talks to uh, a DNS server and says, hey, we got to know where to go for fireside.fm or apple.com or, you know, techcrunch.com. And the server says, oh, I know where the address is for that. That's 192.75.32.9. That's where you got to go. And then your browser goes to that IP address all behind the scenes and gets the information. But if you're using your uh, ISP, your internet service provider's uh, DNS server, or you're using a third-party DNS server, those things can be tracked. And that information, believe it or not, can be sold. They can sell your browsing history to advertisers. They can sell it in other ways. Well... This new system, ODOH, separates those DNS queries from the internet user. It anonymizes them, so they're no longer attached to you. It just keeps them private. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice that Apple's working with Cloudflare, one of the biggest DNS providers in the world on this? The world is, is in some ways, although we're losing a lot of our privacy, like with those ring doorbells that we talked about yesterday, we're gaining a little bit more, at least where the internet is concerned, if you're going to use this technology. Uh, speaking of Apple, boy, I'm going to tell you about this one. Apple is introduced AirPods Max. Uh, this is Apple's press release I'm linking directly to. They say the magic of AirPods in a stunning over-ear design. They have high-fidelity audio, adaptive EQ, active noise cancellation, and spatial audio. So if you're uh, lucky enough to be watching this, this is a very Apple-looking device, isn't it? Which is to say it's a very Dieter Rams-looking uh, device. Um you know, it, it says that they have H1 chips, advanced software to power computational audio for breakthrough listening experience with adaptive EQ, active noise canceling, transparency mode, spatial audio. They come in five colors, space gray, silver, sky blue, green, and pink. And you can order them today. And uh, they're available as soon as December 15th. And uh, it, these are some really cool pictures. If you look at them, I mean, if this is your kind of thing... Um, you know, if you like these kind of over-ear style, I, I I don't understand why someone would choose to wear giant over-ear headphones like this out as some kind of a style statement. It, 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 this is something where I guess I'm getting too old to understand like what the kids are doing today. Why you would pick to have giant, I mean, 
here, here's some headphones. How, how cool am I now? I've got my headphones on. I'm pretty, I, I feel cool now. Like I, I've got my cool wire hanging down and my hair's messed up. And this is how I want to, I'm going to wear these out uh, Friday night. Next time when COVID's over and I go out on a Friday night, I'm just going to pop these over my ears. And uh, wh why wouldn't I do that? I mean, they look really cool, right? I guess for, for some people in certain uh, communities, uh, that is considered cool. I'm just not in that kind of community, I guess, anymore. Because to me, it looks weird. Like, I grew up where you always had over-ear headphones. And all we wanted were smaller headphones. The minute that we could get those headphones with our Sony Walkman that went in our ears, and we didn't have to have the the big ones and then the little orange ones that sat over your ear and then the ones in its inside with the, still the thing going over your head and then they didn't have that... Like, the, I don't even want you to see my headphones. I want you to know why I'm wearing headphones. That's why I've got this other thing here, this little, uh, I'll call it the Tom Merritt Secret Service uh, clip for when I'm doing an interview or something on camera. This little guy goes up here in, in your ear like this. This clip's behind you, so you don't even see it. The whole point is I want to be seen with headphones on. It's not a fashion statement. But obviously it is. Obviously it is. It's not for me. Oh, okay, we get a couple more. Dune producer is going to be suing Warner Brothers over the HBO Max premiere decision, saying that it is a breach of contract. Did you know this? You just assume when you hear the announcement that, oh, Dune's going to be coming out on HBO Max. Isn't that awesome? You assume that this is a good thing. We got Matrix 4 coming on that. We get a lot of the movies we talked about this last week. Uh, but apparently, no, no, this is not okay. Uh According to Variety, a source close to the production company has expressed concern over the announcement. It's looking to first negotiate a better deal, failure of which may lead to legal action being taken. Legendary has collaborated with Warner Brothers on many occasions, including franchises like Christopher Nolan's or Dolan's Dark Knight uh, trilogy, the Hangover trilogy, the Godzilla franchise, and Dune itself. Legendary had financed a significant portion of the film's $175 million budget. Uh, no comment on that. Uh, but also Black Mirror's creators have announced the Netflix comedy event Death to 2020. <laughs> uh, okay. Mount Everest. They, the article, I find these article titles to be a little bit misleading. Uh, Mount Everest, they're saying, has grown by nearly a meter. And because it's the BBC, it's spelled M-E-T-R-E. -E, how quaint. Uh, but it, it didn't. It didn't really grow. Uh, countries just had different opinions over how big this the, this thing was and whether to add the snow cap and include that in the height. Because, you know, uh, Everest has a lot of snow up there. Do you count the snow? Is that part of the mountain? So basically, uh, the new height is 29,034 feet or 8,848.86 meters. China's previous official measurement was 8,844.43 meters nearly four meters lower than what Nepal was saying it was. So they've got a chart here. <laughs> but basically, China and Nepal have updated the official height, and uh, Mount Everest is a little bit higher. It's a little bit taller. Now, if you've already climbed Mount Everest, does that mean you actually were higher, or do you have to climb it again? And I would suggest you have to climb it again. So listen, some, uh, some comments came in. Uh, they're wondering if, if they threw the fish back. And Brianne says, the fish was released back into the lake. And then Sandy also says an article saying it was released back. So it's that fish, is, the Methuselah, is still out there swimming around in the lake. But don't try to catch it. 
Uh, Marco says, I'm still mind blown with the M1 performance compared to Intel AMD. I wonder if they have some secret project in the drawer I'll have to pull out to be able to compete. Uh, I don't have one of these things, but I really, really want one. Oh, Christian uh, on here says that they've been using Fireside since beta. Thank you. Hopefully you got one of the mugs and the sticker and the pin. And if you did, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Tyler says that over-ear headphones are great on a cold day. Like earmuffs, okay? I can I could go along with that. So you've got a few cold days out of the year where you might wear your $550 Apple headphones, okay? Uh, Tyler also says that uh, they're also great as a don't talk to me on public transit. Okay. Now, that's a good reason. You're taking a lot of public transit. You want to be isolated and separated and you want to signal to other people you don't just want to be separated from the sound which you can do with the in-ear ones but you want to say to other people leave me the f alone then okay i understand the value of these and uh look at this we're coming up on the last three minutes so this is perfect it's our last story the uh apple is planning a half-sized mac pro with 32 high performance cores as you can see on the screen right here um you know we don't know about this because it's it's all kind of rumors but wouldn't that be nice if they came out with a half-sized mac pro they're saying this will come out in late 2021 it's all alleged or alleged as you say uh but wouldn't that be amazing if you got a 32 core half size how much would that thing be though they're going to be so freaking expensive i will never be able to justify getting one of those things but that's okay people will have them and they'll be able to do their video editing and their animation and all that cool high-end development on them so cool but anyway i've got to wrap because i've got to start with merlin and if you know merlin like i know merlin you know not to be late so uh, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, get notified, and uh, we'll see you all right here tomorrow. Have a good one.